It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap, and now the favorite part of the show for me, where we reveal the background that Tim has uh, on his screen. And I'm pretty sure I know what it is this week, Tim. Um, it's uh, you naked in a suggestive pose on a Bud Light can. That's got to be it, right? Uh, am I right? All right. Uh, uh, that would be a suggestion not to drink the beer. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's, let's nope, take... nope. It's not a. It's not a Bud Light. It oh, is not a oh, Bud Light. Let, let, let's take a look at it. I only get one guess. Uh, ah, I didn't know yeah. the rules. Yeah, that that unfortunately is. Um, so here are the here's the reveal coming up. And uh, let's see if I understand this reference here. You're, it looks like you're in, in a in a basement with the piping uh, above you is uh, full of leaks. Leaks, of course. <laughs> Leak. Are you OG? Uh, now, was that was was that guy revealed? Uh, do we know who that is now? Oh yeah, they hauled him. They hauled him off. He's a uh, national. Well, did that, guy. that must have happened Air, today. Air, yeah, Air National Guardsman. Well, well, by the time people are watching this, they'll all know he's an Air National Guardsman. Well, it's nice. It's news to me. Uh, it from Massachusetts, me. and he looks about twelve. Okay, and uh, so what was he? What was his uh, job? Uh, I think he mowed Joe Biden's lawn. That's uh, <laughs> had access to the garage. <laughs> He, he, yeah, you know, Biden has all these documents uh, sitting around and everything uh, and just as, uh, you know, and the hired help uh, having getting access to all this stuff. No, actually, I saw in the rundown that um, the guy was now identified. And, you know, I, I love when the, it's news to me. Uh, it, it gives it a, a fresh approach. Um, it reminds me of the sportscaster Bill Frank. He this was after his years at Channel 7 when he was a big time sportscaster. He became a, a sportscaster for Channel 9, which is pretty much where a lot of people go to pasture, uh, go out to pasture. And uh, he wouldn't look at, uh, ahead of time at the highlights and, and, and they would come on. And he was once like doing, a, you know, some highlights over a boxing match and the guy got knocked out. And he said, wow, that guy can't hit. So you know, it's kind of <laughs> something, you know, seeing it fresh de novo that way. Actually, there's no excuse. I. Thought I was doing. My I don't know. Work. I think that might make the sports segment more entertaining. If the, <laughs> I, if, I would if, think so. If, it's if, like the, doing... if the yeah, if he's calling it as it as as he sees it for the first time. It, right. It's like you're you're doing play by play, and yeah. uh, it's news to you. All right. Well, um, actually, I I thought it was going to, we'll, and we'll get to that subject. You know, when I get to do some homework uh, in between segments here, but um, and, and catch up. But you know, I I thought it was you. It was you on a Bud Light can because. Um, well, first of all, the Biden administration has come up uh, with some gobbledygook rules on uh, on the transgender uh, transgenders in sports and, and try to follow this. They said that educational facilities in receipt of federal funds shouldn't apply, quote, one size fits all policies that categorically ban transgender students from participating in athletics consistent with their gender identity across all sports age groups and levels of competition. So the federal government, in its infinite wisdom, Tim, is promulgating a one-size-fits-all rule that says school districts shouldn't use a one-size-fits-all rule when it comes to transgenders in sports. <laughs> because by its very definition, when the, when the federal government promulgates a rule, it's one-size-fits-all. So I, I would you know, say to the federal government, 
uh, why don't you just get out of our tree right here, man? And, you know, <laughs> I'm using the man, uh, the Bidenism there, because, uh, why, you know, of course, it's Title IX, it's federal funds. And that's the problem. I mean, why is this left to the federal government, even though the federal government does say, well, we should, you know, little kids, they're not really in highly competitive sports. It doesn't really matter. And, and what, of course, it bothers me that they're thinking that little kids are transgenders. <laughs> they'll allow the, tra the little kids to um, have the gender affirming care, but they'll let the school district tell them um, that they that, uh, whether they should play or not. I I, I don't know. Uh your views on well, this? I thought I thought Title Nine uh, originally the idea was, or the way it's been applied over the years, is that is that schools have to spend an equal amount of money on women's sports as they do <laughs> men's sports, and that uh, that that actually brought up uh, ridiculous things like uh, oh uh, sure uh, women's hockey, right, <laughs> and it shut down a lot of men's sports. Uh, that yeah. you know, and now. The chickens are coming home to or the hens are or, or the roosters are coming home to roost, whatever, you know, or, or the chicken becoming a rooster is coming home to roost uh, but, because but, but because this is happening to women's sports now, too. But basically, back then, when Title IX came, you, they, they never said, well, you, you can't uh, expect women to try out for men's sports. That, that that's essentially I mean, they said, well, no, it's equal because uh, any woman can, you know, be in the U of M football team. <laughs> they can all they can all try out. They have equal access. I mean, that was that was kind of why. Look, I always so, felt so it occurs to me, it yeah. occurs to me that the only way to rectify with Title IX is to have a third division and ah. have uh have colleges should offer transgender sports. Of course that would discriminate, you know. I mean, but but uh, you know, it, it reminds me, I always thought that women should be field goal kickers. Uh, because the men are that now they can kick these 64 yard field goals and it's, it's, you know, wreck the game. But if you made, made it so that uh, a woman had to be the kicker, and I believe Kathy Ireland, former sports illustrated, uh, cover girl, uh, was, um, in a movie where a girl, a woman was a kicker for, for the, whatever team, but, um, yeah. And that, so there would be a limit there on the distance that they could kick, but it would have to be a woman. Um, yeah, it's just a little side light there. I, you know, I'll just mm. give it to Bill Frank, the late Bill Frank, and he can use it uh, in his sports cast. And Maybe do that in baseball. Just have uh, the pitchers have to be women that way. <laughs> we just watch guys walk the bases all night. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, which brings us to who is a woman and uh, who was pretending to be a woman. And then, of course, brings us to uh, there's Kathy Ireland right there. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, um you know that uh, Anheuser-Busch has lost something like $4 billion <laughs> because of that that promo. We talked about it you know, last week, but it's really come to the fore now. Uh, having Dylan Mulvaney on the bite light, light, Bud Light can. And I remember when, you know, when this first happened, you know, people were saying, well, they don't, Bud, Anheuser-Busch doesn't know its market and th they're going to turn off so many people. And then so one wise, you know, shrewd uh, pundit on Twitter said, Oh, look, all the old white guys are dying. Uh, they have got to uh, capture, you know, the the younger crowd. And of course, this is turning out to be something that's as big a fiasco as the new Coke. Uh, there's nothing. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's 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 somebody wrote that uh, there are dart leagues 
that are uh, <laughs> that that they were protesting against this and won't drink Bud Light, which had sponsored uh, Dart Leagues. Hell's Kitchen, which apparently is a big gay community in New York. Even the gays don't like this. So um, it's, well, they, uh, they, I don't think they like Bud Light. I think that's the problem. Well, I mean, well, the, you know, the problem wasn't the problem wasn't the marketing. The problem was the product. The product appealed to, you know, someone who liked uh, cold water. Uh, water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carbonated water. Right. Especially with craft beers nowadays. I mean, who really wants a Bud Light? There was apparently, you know, the Clydesdale shows. They have Clydesdale shows. They had to cancel them because employees were being threatened. I mean, and I, I would hate to see a, a Clydesdale named Khartoum with its uh, head severed and in uh, somebody's bed, in the marketing director <laughs> of uh, Bud Light's bed because of uh, what happened here. That's just uh it's, well, no, that's uh, no, that, that's actually a jackass, Bruce. He identifies yes, as a Clydesdale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, let's move. In to, speaking of jackasses, so um, the uh, the these de Democrats in the Tennessee House, both named Justin, which is you know very convenient, were ousted. One of them got back in. Apparently, was you know put, no, put back both, in. They're both back in. Oh, they're both back in now. Why? Yeah. You know, the, it's news. Every story is news to me. Just uh, in time. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And um, so. And the thing is, is the way the media have covered this. Now, you know, you're familiar with, of course, Liz Harris, the Arizona representative that was kicked out. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with that one? Yeah. OK, so which, and you probably agreed with everything that she had to say about the conspiracy theories and, sure. and all that. But sure. but of course, but. The way the media covered that was like it was a straight story. This is a person who, um, you know, dis was disruptive and des it deserved to be kicked out. As, but as far as these Tennessee Democrats, the whole thing was covered like, uh, you know, th their freedom of speech was being taken away. And, and then you start thinking, well, this these guys are no better than the people who invaded uh, the Capitol on January 6th. They were using bullhorns. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that if uh, <laughs> if if representatives Bobart, Gates and uh, Green yeah. all took to took bullhorns into there now, and I, actually said, uh, stop the count, stop the count. Right. I mean, <laughs> oh, my no, gosh. And, you know, I love bullhorns because. You know, you can do your, your my imitation of a uh, Chicago L uh, conductor in the old days going uh, Fullerton change for the Ravenswood, you know, which was one of my best imitations ever. Um, <laughs> no smoking or spitting. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they were they were this guy was horrible. And apparently one of these Justins was is it Pearson. I, I can't remember which you can't get their names. They're kind of fungible to me. But apparently somebody put on Twitter. And I got this from the commentary podcast, John Pithorowitz mentioning it, that um, on Twitter, they showed this guy just a few years ago, like in 2016, he was running for student council or something like that. And he talks in like a regular, normal voice. And then they show him on a podium like recently <laughs> where he's imitating Martin Luther King. And I tell you that we need freedom right now. You know, Representative Zelig. <laughs> I mean, he's doing shtick. It's like <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney's doing shtick. Uh, he's not really a woman. This guy isn't really uh, downtrodden. Unbelievable. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle, I promise to catch up on the news on the weekly wrap.
That's right. Uh, well, Errol and Lana, just as you laid out, three U.S. officials are now confirming to us here at CBS News to colleagues that a suspect in this matter is Jack Teixeira, who is a member of, we believe, the intelligence arm of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. His unit, per our Pentagon team, would typically be handling intelligence collected by surveillance aircraft like Reaper and Predator Jones. And according to other reports, we, we understand him to be a young man, possibly the administrator of this small Discord server where months ago highly classified materials began appearing before they spread to other sites. There's a lot of questions swirling a, a, about his identity and his access right now, including why somebody at his level would have had access to these really highly, highly finished classified intelligence products really meant for the senior most defense leadership at the Pentagon. Bruce Full, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap and uh, Tim, I'm proud to report that I really caught up on all the news in, during the break <laughs> there and uh, they did find the Lindbergh uh, baby. So uh, I mean, wow. actually was going to say the Hindenburg baby because I'm conflating a lot of things. Um, but uh, yeah, so so uh, Jack Teixeira will be a name that's on our lips uh, for at least uh, the 24-hour news cycle. Um, he, I, he's just a kid. I mean, he's just, yeah, yeah. How, how did he have access to that stuff? He's that's barely tough. old enough to order, order a, a Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light uh, right now. And how did he get <laughs> access? Um, you know, I didn't know that the you know, I, I'm not interested. I'm not uh, knowledgeable about the uh, hierarchy of of the military, but you know, I gotta think that the Massachusetts Air National Guard uh, ranks uh, somewhere just above a Civil War reenactment uh, soldier. <laughs> I just what <laughs> wasn't the Penn Biden Center? Wasn't that in uh, that was in Boston? Wasn't it? Maybe the. I thought it was in Beijing, but I'm not really sure. Uh, it was in but... Chinatown, Chinatown, <laughs> right. Boston. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what. Maybe that you know, maybe uh, Joe ha hired some Air National Guard kids to move boxes. There's, uh, there's going to be some link uh, to Biden. Uh, you know that. I mean, he, he was hiding out in uh, Ireland lately, but but we can we can uh, find a, a nexus with Hunter. Now that's that's a party. <laughs> I wanna I wanna spend a week in Ireland with Hunter. Oh, man. So <laughs> as, as far as these leaked documents, I, I really haven't, uh, as you know, I'm a little bit behind the news, so I, I haven't really caught up. I haven't read all the Pentagon papers yet. Um, if I, I'm I, not, well, if I'm not mistaken, they they, they just uh, they indicated that, yes, we have U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine. Well, yeah, I knew you were going to say that, and I had seen a tweet somewhere that says it's not what you really think it is, but I didn't go any further on it. So I'm not prepared to argue that because I knew that you were going to say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're we're. We're ratcheting it up. Mission creep. Sure. Um, well, but I think I think the the, the general well, impression is that um, there wasn't really that much a surprise there. I remember when the Pentagon Papers came out that um, after that National Review, uh, William F. Buckley came out with fake Pentagon Papers <laughs> and they were even holding press conference on, on it. And it, they were just trying to it was a hoax. They, and they just wanted to show that you could, you know, you, you hmm. could you could make up documents that look realistic, and it, there wasn't all that much here. So, so that went on before the Steele dossier. <laughs> it was actually done by, uh, you know, uh, uh, the post crypto Nazi uh, uh, William F. Buckley, according to Gore Vidal. But we'll get to the Chicago Democratic Convention in a, in a in just a minute here. The um, 
I don't I think it's South- any. I don't think it's any surprise that, that we had U.S. troops on the ground. I mean, all the equipment we sent them, they they don't they don't know how to use it. I mean, all right. <laughs> well, all right. It's just, like I say. I mean, I. It's like yeah. me giving a computer to my parents. <laughs> I get it. The main people that really are upset right now are South Korea and Israel, apparently uh, being pressured to uh, supply uh, Ukraine. However, um, you know, it, it doesn't. You know, some people it's look at this as is that uh oh it looks like putin can win this thing uh but other people look at it as though well you know if we just provide the uh the equipment you know ukraine couldn't win it so i i don't know that it was all that definitive but uh it certainly is bothersome that this kid was able to leak this stuff um that that is a that's troublesome maybe some maybe somebody wanted it leaked there you go. Well, a lot of times, actually, people were thinking that this was a fake, that, uh, you know, that they were just pretending that this kid uh, was doing well, it. He Maybe he's it. a patsy like Lee Harvey Oswald was a patsy. Huh? He leaked it on a video game site. Yeah, and, right. Uh, he started leaking it last fall. Uh, yeah. Did you? So, I mean, yeah. we, and we just heard about it. So obviously people, nobody took it seriously until quite recently. Right, right. Well, all right. Now that we got that all wrapped up. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, because, you know, I'm just basically cribbing stuff here from the commentary podcast, but they rely on, on some people, too. They had this guy, Mark Halperin on, and he's not a Trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but he was one of the first guys, one of the first pundits to say that Trump really had a shot. And that was back in 2015. And now he is saying, and you will probably be heartened by this. That yeah, you know, Trump still has a shot at winning this time too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we we counted him out uh, among the prison. Of, prison didn't keep Nelson Mandela out of the out of the presidency. <laughs> well, fortunately, he had Joe Biden as a, as a roommate for for part of that time, <laughs> keeping company. But um, the um, the real clear politics uh, average shows Trump up like one point eight on Biden, and the thing is, is that Republicans don't have to be leading in the real real clear politics poll or in the polls because Republicans don't win by getting the popular vote. They win by winning this by winning the states and the Electoral sure. College. So, uh, you know, if, if the Republicans are up, if, if that's really accurate, that's really great news for Trump. Um, the I mean, it looks like Iowa, Ohio and Florida. I mean, there's no way that um, there's no way that that can uh that uh, that uh, the Democrats going to win those, and uh, you know Trump can win Georgia and Arizona if he doesn't alienate too many people. Uh, yes, it's it's. I winnable. drove I drove to Michigan. I drove to Michigan for Easter, and uh, all along the way there were people that had uh, Trump flags and Trump signs, and there was actually an overpass where there were actually people with with flag with Trump flags waving at the traffic underneath. So right. it's uh, it's it, anecdotal, it, but uh, I'll take it. Right oh no, now. no, it's totally anecdotal. I'm just yeah, saying I, 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 I've never seen I've never seen that enthusiasm kind of enthusiasm for Biden. Right, I know. You know, of course, you know Biden ran a whole basement campaign, <laughs> so I mean he was he was never out there, but he still, uh, according to some people, actually got 81 million votes. <laughs> <laughs> according to some people. Now here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The um. This Halperin also believes that Biden's not going to run. 
he he thinks he's got a couple of sources. Um, one of them apparently was the one who outed this kid. Uh, <laughs> in uh, no, uh, well, I think I no, think no. So he believes, that, and because Biden's going to be eighty-six years old when his term ends, and he won't be able to last the term, and he's he's not, and he's not going to run. That throws the whole thing wide open. Well, that's what they said about Diane Feinstein too. So speaking of Diane Feinstein, you know, now there's a <laughs> there's a um, there was a the first House Democrat. I forget his name. Uh, called for her to resign, and she's not showing up to things. Also, she has shingles. Now, how could somebody, any Democrat, who you know was making sure that we were vaccinated up the wazoo for COVID, possibly get shingles? I mean, you, you have to have been vaccinated against that. Don't well, maybe that maybe that one doesn't work either. <laughs> Or maybe she's so old that the shingle shots that she got 30, 20 years ago have already worn off. I I don't know, but that's that to me it was all about the. Shingles. Or maybe her dentures were slipping and she said singles. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't laugh at that. I really shouldn't laugh at that. So but, but uh, here's the thing: I don't think the Democrats want Joe Biden to run. I think I think they they pretty much understand that there's a reason why he hasn't done a press conference in uh, however long <laughs> it's been. Uh, um, yeah, and and I don't think they want him to run. But the thing is, in order for them to get him n not to run, they have to admit that they know what we know. And and Kamala that, sucks. That, the, 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 well, that too. <laughs> yeah, but that he's not. That he's not. He's not president. He's he's not. No, sure. It, it's, it's my guess. My guess here. Put on the tinfoil. It's the Jill's been run, uh, run doing everything. And uh, or, it's, it's Jill you know who's what? decided. It's Jill who's decided that uh, that he will run again because she doesn't want to move. She kind of yeah, likes no, the I, house and the plant jet. Uh, no, I I I have a similar theory. I think it's um, Feinstein's wife who is running both by the presidency and uh, the uh, no Fetterman. Excuse me, not Feinstein. <laughs> Fetterman's wife. You know, I, I I need a little check too here. Uh, but, but, <laughs> no, a, yeah, it's Fetterman's wife who's running both of the both the uh, from uh, a zip line in Canada. Yeah. Uh, now here's one problem. What's with Ron DeSantis? He's like coming out in favor of a six week ban on abortion. I mean, that's if you want to get those independent votes, because that that in the swing states, how are you going to do it with a six week ban on abortion? I, I it just seems like it, it's too far. I mean, 15 weeks apparently is the thing that that's popular. Uh, but six weeks is is not. So so after six. So no abortion. Is that what you're saying? So abortions. Well, he wants, after to, six he wants weeks? a ban, you know, uh, after six weeks. Huh. And that's kind of um, you didn't know. You didn't all, know that all abortion, too? all abortion. No, I did. I didn't. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm just glad because I, I feel so ridiculous that I didn't know who the uh, the guy was uh, <laughs> a little bit earlier. The uh, the leaker. No, uh, um, I don't know if he met if it's all are there. Are there exceptions for at least rape? I don't think I don't know of incest because, you yeah, know, I, I, si I, I really don't. You know. got six weeks to figure out if that was your uncle or not. <laughs> uh, it just seems like. It's a little that's cut too close. I mean, for as as far as you know, politically, I'm not talking morally or anything. Yeah, uh, I mean, totally understand the the, the moral argument uh, for for banning it. It's just 
it doesn't seem it doesn't seem savvy. And, you know, here's this guy who seems to be drifting behind Trump with each succeeding Tucker Carlson interview. No. Well, well, the thing the thing is, it, it, it I it really doesn't affect him as president because he can't do that. He can't. No, do that people don't know that. People don't know that. I mean, you know, he could. He I, could I don't he even he know could. if the state courts will have to interpret abortion law just because the Supreme Court of the United States did doesn't mean these state courts do. But people are are winning elections based on that. More, we'll have more on this in some subsequent weeks. Uh, Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. More breaking news. The location of the 2024 Democratic National Convention has been decided. Three sources tell NBC the Democratic Party has chosen Chicago as host city. President Biden called Illinois Governor Prisker this morning to tell him about this decision, even though he has yet to officially announce his own candidacy, despite telling Al Roker just yesterday that he does plan to run. The decision comes after months of discussions and visits to different cities, including New York and Atlanta. It's believed that the victory of the new progressive mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, may have fueled that city's momentum in this race. Again, Chicago will be the convention center. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Uh, I heard that the reason that Chicago got it was because uh, Atlanta doesn't have as many unionized hotels as we do. And also Pritzker is willing to pay a lot of the bill you know, their cost overruns or whatever, or debt. Well, I, you, I think it's go. interesting that the unionized hotels cause the prices to go up. But Pritzker is going <laughs> to thank goodness we got Democratic billionaires. <laughs> We're going to pay for this. And this could actually be the convention which nominates J.B. Pritzker, your first Jewish president, because um, as we mentioned last segment, there's, you know, some people who thinking that Biden isn't going to run. So who's going to and who's going to fill the? Uh, well, the sh- yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who else is there? Is it K- Kamala. <laughs> well, they they are really down on her. I mean, there's uh, a JFK. Everybody is JFK Jr. That's definitely an interesting uh, uh, possibility because he could he could actually attract a lot of the, now, JFK uh, Jr. Uh, is dead, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> JF. Oh no, oh, I'm sorry. RFK. RFK. Jr. RFK. Mean, the Jr. the uh, anti-vaxer. Yes. Right? Yes, yeah. I I could I could see him uh, uh, getting a lot of getting. Uh, no, he's much thinner. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see him getting a lot of support, pulling a lot of the anti-vaxxer uh, vote away from yeah. uh, away from Trump supporters, especially if the Republicans don't nominate Trump is uh, they're because they're going to be they're going to kind of be politically homeless. I then, don't uh, I don't think these these Kennedys at this point are fungible. I, I don't think really? anyone even, has any even one with heft. A, that does a bad Catherine Hepburn impression and, and doesn't <laughs> like vaccinations. I, he I does look like he does look like a Kennedy. There's no question about it. But sure. he looks like, uh, you know, the guy who would have been on the bench at Hyannisport for the annual uh, touch football game. I just <laughs> I don't think he's got it. Um, so. It's and yeah. over on the Republican side, you know, we were talking before about DeSantis. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the fact that he's willing to sign on that abortion bill might be an indication that he's he's giving up the campaign. Wow. Because, you know, it's uh, four years from now, people will have forgotten that he signed it. And uh, it's not going to hurt his gubernatorial chances. 
because uh, uh, most of us, most of his constituents are postmenopausal. So they don't, <laughs> they really don't care about they're postmenopausal and want grandchildren. They're tired of their, <laughs> their yeah. kids. They're tired of their kids putting their grandchildren in medical waste dumpsters. Right. And I mean, they want to take their children to uh, Disney World uh, right, exactly. in, in the great state of Florida. Uh, well, I, you know, unless you've got some uh, leaked emails from uh, from OG, <laughs> the Massachusetts Air National Guardman, Guardsman, um, I, I haven't heard any indication of that whatsoever. But uh, but that is interesting because um, uh, he might actually look at, be looking at this and seeing that this is that Trump is going to be the martyred candidate, that this uh, that this that these court cases are going to you know, are, are going to just be super for him that uh, and align the party behind him. Well, it, it certainly seems like the Bragg cases. I, I the document case is going to be a difficult one because they've even though, you know, everybody takes home documents and Hillary, you know, bleach bitted 30,000 emails. And well, did you uh, hear the latest on that one, Bruce? Well, uh, let's hear this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Apparently, apparently there was a FOIA request made and it turns out that, uh, uh, there is no way that, uh, that the, the, the DOJ could just say, well, yeah, we want those documents. The archives have no access to the documents that, that, that Trump was holding. There is only one way that those documents could be removed from the possession of a Trump. And that's if the sitting president says he needs them. Really? That's the law now? That's I... the law. And that actually, they have found the FOIA request shows that the Biden administration requested those documents. Oh, okay. All right. So it kind of blows, it kind of blows the case. Well, yeah, because then it's politically motivated. Yeah. Uh, they requested it. No, that, that'll be, that'll be, uh, Another one in Trump's favor on that one. OK, that's two uh, investigations down. Now let's go over to Georgia right, right now. And the, and the call, it was a perfect phone call. OK, so that's fine. Uh, we got anything else going on? You know, right, so, you know, you know, find the votes. Find the votes does not yeah. sound like corruption nah, unless nah. you're unless you're doing it with a Sopranos accent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so four Walmart stores were uh, closed in Chicago and essentially, the first thing I think of is, uh, well, they, they couldn't deal with the theft, retail theft. I mean, that, that, that's what it was. But interestingly, I read the Wall Street Journal story on it, and they specifically had somebody say that theft had nothing to do with it. However, I read an ABC7 uh, story, and ABC7, let the record show, is the liberal establishment newscast in Chicago. I mean, they've got Cheryl Burton is one of their anchors. Enough said. Ray Sipsiloquiter on that one. So you'd think a, a Murdoch-owned ent media entity like uh, the Wall Street Journal would trumpet the conservative view that theft had something to do with it. Then again, for all the power that he has over content, Murdoch might as well as be uh, may as well be as dead as uh, spoiler alert here, Logan Roy. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> Well, here's what yeah, I think. But, Walmart, Walmart is red state America. Walmart, they said that those stores, those four stores in their 17 year history never once turned a profit. And I think Walmart right. just doesn't fit into a, a city like Chicago. Walmart in Chicago is like a, a, a transgender promoting Bud Light. It just <laughs> it's a bad I, fit. I, well, right. I mean, they may as well have put a 
a sign over the Walmart store on the South side. This is MAGA country. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I, but I no, they were you know, trying it's like Whole Foods. Let's like Whole Foods on the South side. How did yeah. that do? <laughs> well, right. But they were trying to make, you know, one of the things they said was, well, they don't they don't change their prices for the neighborhoods or whatever. I mean, uh -huh. you know, grocery stores don't make much of a profit anyway. I mean, it, you know, it's razor, razor thin. And uh, how I, long has Moo and Oink been there? That's, that's <laughs> got to be that's got to be going on. It like 70 years that Moo and yeah. Oink has been operating down there, still doing killer business. Sure. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. Put a Whole Foods right next to it so you can pick yeah. up some organic greens to go with your <laughs> box of chitlins. Uh, anyway, speaking of Rupert Murdoch, is uh, uh, Gabriel Sherman, who, you know, was profiling what's going on with uh, Murdoch and Fox and, uh, you know, the, the lawsuit continues, but the personal stuff is, is really something because Murdoch, what is he, 92 years old now? Um, he got rid, uh, he dumped his fiance because she seemed to be uh, some kind of nutcase who thought that Tucker Carlson is a messenger from God. <laughs> and even though that's Murdoch's biggest star, <laughs> he doesn't believe that he's a messenger. She's a, uh, he's a messenger from God. So, um, well, when you get to be 92, you start getting nervous about messages from God. <laughs> sure. Sure. You're cramming for your finals. I, I get it. But, uh, but, um, and he, the way he dumped Jerry Hall, who, if you recall, was Mick Jagger's wife at one point, um, he just um, he, he, he gave her an email saying, sadly, I've decided to call an end to our marriage. We've certainly had some good times, but I have much to do. My New York lawyer will be contacting yours immediately. And she said she was blindsided by this because she and Rupert never even fought. Well, that's probably one of the that's a telltale sign right there. You don't fight with your wife. <laughs> There's not there isn't a I'll, lot. Going I'll, I'll on bet there. they rarely met. Probably. <laughs> so anyway, um, when she and settled, so she kind of she kind of lost. She kind of lost the slot machine. That slot machine's <laughs> that slot machine is due to hit any minute. Yeah. And she got yeah. up. She got up off the seat and someone else took it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, Jerry Hall settled into her Oxfordshire home. Uh, that she got in the divorce and she discovered surveillance cameras were still sending footage back to Fox headquarters. So Mick <laughs> Jagger, her ex, sent his security consultant to disconnect them. You know, I, pleased to meet you. Won't you guess my name? It's Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> but I just love the idea of Mick Jagger, you know, oh, street fighting man, you know, strutting around the stage. He's a working class guy with a security team that could disconnects <laughs> but Mick Jagger probably could have found the leaker for us oh my god I love the guy you know he went to the London School of Economics uh, I mean it's 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 hysterical that they're they're so Oxford, Oxford sheer does not sound like a place it sounds more like a, like a like a type of a coat <laughs> it maybe it's a coat and a place yeah, uh, well, isn't Burberry a place I I, I, uh, I don't I know it, I thought it was a fruit what about London fog? Is it? Well, it's, it's a fog, and it's we know a... we we know what that is. That's a prop in Sherlock Holmes films. <laughs> there you go, and uh, there's there there's Mick. Oh yeah, street fighting man. Oh here, I'll send my security my security detail over to you. We'll dismantle those cameras. It's uh, it's somebody huh. actually mentioned that that the, the the Beatles the Beatles were actually working class. They came from Liverpool. They yeah. were they were they were hard scrapple. Yeah, uh, 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 guys. Whereas all the Stones. 
They're all frat boys. <laughs> They're all rich London frat boys trying to pretend. And and what's really funny is is here's the Beatles, working class guys pretending to be classical musicians. And then with the Stones, you got the other. You know, you've got high society <laughs> pretending to be pretending sure. to be uh, poor black. Sure. Who who were you we just talking about uh, before? Who was? Oh, oh we, you know, they're as phony as that Tennessee legislator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am running for student council. We're going to put in a new potato machine. And I asked the mayor, and the mayor wouldn't help me. And I asked the governor, and and you know, we uh, really would like a you know a candy bar machine as well. Oh yeah, everybody's got an act. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. number and the caddy bib number this week was four nine april nine i don't know if <laughs> there was something in the stars because it sure looks like things were aligned and it was a sweet moment not only with kelly and your baby boys your dad but to see jose maria there to celebrate with you what did he tell you i can't quite remember uh he said he hopes is, is the first of many more uh we both mentioned something about sevi and uh if you had given us 10 more seconds, I think we're both ended up crying. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Yes, we're here at uh, 18 and we're bored out of our minds right now. Did you watch the <laughs> um, the Masters at all? Was that this weekend? <laughs> right. So I, it was very disappointing. Uh, it, it took so long. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Brooks Kepka, I don't want to make excuses for him, but I'm sure he was out of sync because they, they were just waiting for the foursome ahead of time for so long. It was ridiculous. Um, and Jim Nance. So, so they're sticking that time that they're cutting off a baseball into golf. Huh? <laughs> just adding to golf. And it, it and and then Kepka was out of it and Ram easily won. Um, and it just, it, it just it just dragged. And Nance was trying to vamp. He was trying to say things. You, you saw it right there. I haven't heard so so much numerology since uh, Farrakhan's <laughs> last speech uh, that I watched. No, I, yeah, sure. And I, I got to give Rom credit because I hadn't really heard him speak before or, or very much. And he was actually pretty eloquent. He said that this was a testament to uh, Sevi Ballesteros, um, you know, his countrymen, late countrymen. And, you know, anytime you hear a golfer use the word testament, old or new, I don't I don't care. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's pretty good. Um, you know, most of them are, you know, kind of a cookie cutter. But uh, and Rom doesn't even look like all the other golfers. He's got, you know, a little bit of a gut. I mean, he has a short backswing, very powerful. And, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's good. It's, it was good to see him win. But it was just it, it just dragged on. And and like I say, I mean, Jim Nance, Mrs. Nick Faldo, you you probably never watched this but Faldo was a very and he won like six or eight majors himself and he was a very a very astute analyst and also very funny as well and they've got this guy right now Trevor Immelman um, he just doesn't have it and uh, it, 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 it's it's too bad Dan Proft and I when we did the show on WLS once interviewed Nick Faldo and he was on the phone with us and after the interview was over, he didn't realize that his phone was still on. And he said, 
these guys talk so much you can't even get a word in edgewise. <laughs> and so we <laughs> use that as a drop in for you know the rest of our term there. Because yeah. he was absolutely right about that. But um sure. Nick, when we're when I'm on the air, I do the talking and I'm like Jim Nance. Uh but yeah, Nance it just seemed like he was trying to make up for the loss of Faldo and he's going into all that numerology and everything and and especially with all the time to kill. But um in other sports news, speaking of John's, Jonathan Taves. Did you ever watch a hockey game with Jonathan Taves in it? Nah. <laughs> no, I don't think I did. <laughs> okay. So he's like one of the greatest Blackhawks of all time. And as we are recording this, he is about to appear in his last game as a Chicago Blackhawk. And, you know, when I think of all the great stories about Jonathan Taves, I mean, all the points he scored, the, the three <laughs> Stanley Cups that he won uh, with the Blackhawks uh, and uh, how his uniform number 19 will be retired. When I think of all the great stories about him, uh, the one that really comes to mind is the time that I ticked off a lot of his fans on Twitter <laughs> because because Leonardo DiCaprio had won the Academy Award and he got up there and started talking about environmental issues. And, you know, we all know Leo. Uh, sure believes in uh, renewables like re he doesn't want fossils as girlfriends. He wants, uh, you know, uh, uh, to renew with a 25 year old. So I, I totally understand his, his uh, you know, his conservation views. But uh, Jonathan Taves tweeted. Yeah. Hey, way to go, Leo. That's terrific. And I tweeted back to Jonathan Taves. Shut up and play hockey. So a lot of Jonathan Taves fans uh, started, uh, you know, pillaring me because you don't say anything bad about Jonathan Taves political views. Okay. Mm. So, uh, you know, Hey, John, Johnny, uh, if you're, uh, the captain, if you're, uh, retired, retiring now, we'd love to have you as a guest. We'll talk politics with you. Um, interesting. Leonardo DiCaprio's number is also 19, isn't it? <laughs> right. There we go. So I, I didn't realize they retire the number when you leave for another team. Uh, no, there are certain players, um, who you didn't, you didn't do a lot of sports when you were, uh, never, when you were a kid, never, did you? Yeah. Never. What, what were you doing all that time? What are your interests? If, if not sports, uh, um, pot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you weren't even a gamer like this, uh, air national guardsman. Uh, and of course they didn't have a little, a little like early that. for that. It was yeah. still, it was uh, pong and Pac-Man was pretty sure. much the yeah, that's actually, high end of that. Uh, yeah. That, that, yeah, really, I was over, over the hill by those, by the time those games came out. Um, but no, they will retire a Jersey of a player or in a Blackhawks case, they call them sweaters. Uh, okay. they will retire that because it's a Canadian sport. I guess so. Uh, they 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 re will retire them if you've had a wonderful Hall of Fame like career, and they will retire his jersey as they did with Patrick Kane recently. Um, and yeah, but I think you know, I think I think you know, if it's if you leave the team for another team, you don't get your you don't get your sweater retired. Yes, I'm sorry. No, these are expensive. <laughs> we the Blackhawks actually told them told him we don't want you anymore so you know so so uh, okay yeah uh but no, we'll keep I actually, okay okay so so get the get the get the hell out of here and uh leave the sweater we want to hang that up <laughs> and besides dale talon were number 19 better than jonathan tames no um the uh you know you do have a, a point there you know in the old days the players didn't leave the teams right i mean they stayed there 
you know, remember, you know, that indentured servitude that you had? I mean, who was a sure. more loved uh, sports figure than Ernie Banks? And nobody. And a big reason for that is that he played his entire major league career with the Cubs. Now, of course, had there been free agency at the time, he would have skedaddled <laughs> and gotten a better contract. Uh, but um, but yeah, that's that's there, there is something to be said for that. But uh, now we like to retire our jerseys. As a matter of fact, the Cubs have two number 31 jerseys retired, uh, both Greg Maddox and Fergie Jenkins. That's what I, they re- and the Blackhawks, I believe, have two number threes, Keith Magnuson and Pierre Pallott. And now I'm sounding like Jim Nance with all these numbers. So, <laughs> so, so you heal re- thyself. Yeah. You retire, you retire a jersey, then give the number to someone else. Uh, interestingly, I think they retired those jerseys after they gave them to somebody uh, else at the, at the so, same time. Yeah. Because I mean, you now that we got that all straight, yeah, you'd have to at least, you know, like like operating systems, it would have to be, you know, jersey 3.0 and 3.1. Right. <laughs> no, I absolutely right about that. Let us turn uh, to even more silliness. Did you see this one where the Dalai Lama had to apologize after a video emerged showing him kissing a child on the lips and then asking him to, quote, suck my tongue at an event? Now, uh, hello, Dolly. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I'm sure the kid's going to get total consciousness, you know, on, on his deathbed. <laughs> now. I, but I mean, and um, lots of mouthwash. What? You know, maybe this is one of their uh, practices. That, and who, who are we to uh, to question this? Um, yeah, well. You know, imagine that, you know, someone that, uh, that that was abducted as a child into a monastery, had his head shaved <laughs> and wears orange robes is a little bit nuts. That's you know, that's a Bre- shock. Do you know that Brett Bear, you know, the straight laced Fox News anchorman, special report guy, actually interviewed the Dalai Lama once and actually asked him because Brett is a great golf fan. He asked him if he had ever seen Caddyshack and knew about the Bill Murray routine where he says, you know, plays golf with the Dalai Lama and he promises him total consciousness on his death. Um, So um, the Dalai Lama didn't know what he was talking about, but he did ask Brett to suck his tongue. And and that was on 419, uh, interestingly enough. Right. Four nine was the Sevy's birthday. Let's not forget Sevy's birthday. So, what are you watching on TV uh, these days? I, I I mentioned before that I'm watching Yellowstone, and we also watched Friday Night Lights. We just finished it. It was five seasons from. It started like about 13 years ago. It was a Texas high school football. Sure. And what what how how could you miss with high school football and girls with good no leaders? no no not no chance so, so, so it's like they're thirty year olds playing thirty year olds with a lot of silicone uh, uh-huh. so uh, yeah I just uh, but it, 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 it was a fun show but I, I think I'm I don't know I I think like I'm in a no man's land now because I'm finding these shows like Yellowstone and Friday Friday Night Lights and even Succession. I'm just fine. I think I'm biased against succession because it's all about Fox, you know, uh, like a, like a Fox type network. And I'd love to see uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell uh, executive produce a series about MSNBC, where I'm sure they could find just as much corruption uh, manifesting itself <laughs> in, a, in a different way. But I it's um, 
I, I, I must be getting a little too sophisticated and uh, and refined. Yet I don't want to make the leap to something, you know, like Fellini's eight and a half or something like that. So uh, so I'm caught twixt and tween. I know that you're, uh, you know, in, yeah, we're, in a, we're now we're now halfway through Peaky Blinders. Oh, well, OK, that's fun. There's a lot of blood and guts in that mm -hmm. one, too. Mm -hmm. um, that one's fun. I was uh, over over uh, over my mom's house for uh, for Easter. Uh, she was watching Cursed. I don't know if it's pronounced like that or just cursed. Oh, okay. Cursed. And, All right. Uh, that's uh, All right. Uh, that was kind of it's kind of like Lord of the Sword. Okay. It's, uh, right. it's like like, like 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 fairy people with animals.